This week has been one of those weeks. You probably know what I'm talking about. This week has been the kind of week where we have found a ton of ton of water damage in a section of our home. A tropical storm came through and, you know, it, it's started to make me think back to my past and all of the different things that Steve and I have been through with the kids and just how did I build resilience to be able to get through weeks like this week where, to be honest, I'm really tired. I'm tired and I, I don't really want to deal with it. And yet here I am and I'm not extra cranky and I'm not screaming at people and I'm not throwing up my hands and, you know, giving up. And, um, I'm just, I am tired, but it's almost like working a muscle and I've had to get to the point where I can still continue through. And so I wanted to talk to you a little bit and share with you some of my stories about how can you get through those times when it just seems like when it rains, it pours, which for me this week, it literally has. (laughs) And How can you do so in a way that honors your vision and your dream for your family, honors that desire that you have to do your best work for the Lord? And right now, that work is your parenting and your homeschooling and your marriage. And so I'm looking forward to just sharing some of my heart with you on that. So go grab a cup of tea or a basket of laundry and let's dive into this because I I know how hard things can feel And I want you to be able to come out of all of this, just feel in your heart that you know you're going to be told, well done, good and faithful servant. Well done. Hey mamas, welcome to Her Home and Heart podcast. Do you want balance in your home life and peace in your heart at the end of each long day? Do you want to let go of feelings of failure because you've yelled at the kids again despite promising yourself and God you'd stop? I'm Katie. I'm a homeschooling mom who also had little kids and wanted to create a thriving home environment. In this podcast, you'll find resources for holistic living, heart connection with your family, and homeschooling so that you won't wake up to regret one day. Even if you have outside-the-box learners or your own health challenges, you'll find support here. Breathe deeply, grab a coffee, and let the kids go play, because it's time for you to find peace and fulfillment that you've been longing for. Let's go! Long ago, there was a time in my life where I had a toddler, and I also had a baby, and she was very ill. She was in failure to thrive, and I had a husband who was deploying for great amounts of the year. I didn't have any relatives in the area, and I had very few friends because I was really fairly new to the region. As a military spouse, you know, we moved all the time, and so I I also had a home to care for, and I didn't have anyone I could call if I really needed a break. It was just me and the kids 24-7. During one of these deployments, life got to a level of stress that was literally almost unimaginable. The kind of thing you just can't even make up. (laughs) It was in about the span of a week or so where Steve deployed. Our garage promptly flooded in our home and it required insurance, of course, to help us make repairs because it was a really big, it was a big flood. The pest control company came and despite me telling them, do not leave out any rodent control things, they did. And of course, the dog ate it which then meant there were a ton of expensive vet appointments and bills to contend with. And uh, I kept this little book in my purse and it was filled with all the numbers of the specialists that my kids needed to see. And, you know, at the same time as having to keep booking these appointments, I was also driving the children to these appointments. And it was just me. I was doing the driving, doing the home care, doing the cooking, all of the shopping. 
you know, it was overwhelming. And, you know, we had these appointments because we still didn't even know what this mystery illness was for one of the children. And we had to keep going. It doesn't stop there. (laughs) I told you this is not the kind of stuff you can even make up. So we took a short trip out of town. And on that trip, my oldest child fell and hit his head really hard. So we ended up having to go to the ER because he was at higher risk than most kids for long-term brain injury type of problems. And on the return home, (laughs) he pulled a shopping cart over with his sister in it. And he pulled it over on himself. So that required a whole nother ER visit for him. And right after that, we ended up getting food poisoning. So it actually didn't stop there, but that's enough for me to share with you. This was a very intense week in my life, and it's kind of a little snapshot of what many times in my life have been. Like I mentioned to you, um, this week has been really rough here and not nearly as bad as this memory that I just shared, but I wanted to tell you that we survived it. You know, it felt awful in that time, you know, with Steve gone and all of that was on my plate and I, I didn't have anybody to listen to me at the time or, or anyone to turn to for help unless I packed up the car with the kids and the dog and drove four to five hours minimum to go stay with family. And, you know, that was wonderful that I could do that sometimes, but that wasn't a, a long-term kind of option. Inwardly in my heart, it just felt awful, like awful, awful, awful in the moment. And honestly, it kind of would feel awful for a while after because there was sort of that decompression phase when things would kind of calm down. And I had to, I had to walk through those steps. And the good thing is that lessons were learned. I would not want to go through those days again. I'm sure you feel the same way about your most intense times. You don't want to go through it again. You don't want to feel the grief. You don't want to feel the frustration, the exhaustion, the feeling of, is this ever going to end? Is my life ever going to go back to how it used to be or how I thought it was going to be, how I dreamed of it being? But during these times, I've had to really reflect and look at it like it's like working out in the gym, you know, or or even as moms when we are getting stronger as our children grow. And we have to become strong enough to not just pick up that little baby, but to pick up that toddler and then to pick up that, you know, first grader that sometimes still might want to be picked up. And we as moms don't even notice that we're doing this work. But there are times in life where we notice and we feel it, you know, and we're at the gym and we're exercising those muscles and they burn. Oh my gosh. And then we burn for days after, sometimes a week after. And this is how we build resilience emotionally. It's very similar. Sometimes it's that slow progression, like that baby coming up to the toddler and bigger. And other times it's intense, it's acute, and we feel it for a while. But I can look back now and I can say at that time in my life that I just described, I can't say, oh, I look back and I laugh. I honestly look back and I kind of groan. I'm like, oh, that was a really hard time. And that's just being honest. But I can say that I see when I look back at that time that God was with me and that he was using that time to prepare me for things that were yet to come. Because if I had not had to exercise those muscles, then I would not have been able to walk through the different difficulties that were still ahead of me. Now, many of those are behind me and I don't know what's ahead, but I know that I've been 
prepared in even harder circumstances since. And so for you, I can tell you with all assurance that God is with you and that he is preparing you. And so, you know, being a mom, it is really hard work. And there's days, some days, you know, we just feel like, oh, we're on the top of the world. Things are great. The kids are listening. There's nothing really going wrong. We have good music playing, maybe some candles lit, maybe electronic candles, you know, or (laughs) your diffuser. Um, And everything just feels good. You've got some baking done and you're rested. And other days, you know, it's like I just described and everything feels like it's crashing down around you. And for some of us, when we have special needs kids and we've chosen to take on the extra work of homeschooling or, you know, just the various types of challenges that are brought our way, whether we've chosen them or not, it can feel really challenging. And so we are called to walk through these seasons, but not by ourselves. And we need to build emotional resilience during these times. So how can we do this? It's going to look like validating our feelings and taking control of them. We need to learn how to best cope with these really rough patches that life throws at us. And we also need to be able to take good care of ourselves in the middle of it all, which I have to say, validating our feelings and learning to take control of them, um, that is a good way to to do self-care. So this is good work. It's important work. It's whole. It's work that brings wholeness. And it's not just important for us as moms to do this, but it's important for our family overall. So as a team, it's important for us to learn to cope with the difficult situations that we're put into and the difficult feelings that come out of these situations. When we help each other in our families to process our emotions in healthy ways, it actually helps us create unity. It creates a stronger team. We know that we, as parents, have to take care of ourselves first because we can then better support each other and handle the tough times together as a couple. And also then we can teach our children how to cope. If mom and dad can't cope with their emotions, then we can't teach our children. It's going to cause the rest of the family to struggle because then the children are not going to be able to watch what we do. And that is how children learn best. And that does not mean we have to be perfect. It means when we are not perfect, then we are able to reconcile that and teach our children they don't have to be perfect. It's just a side note there. But if we learn how to process our emotions, how to be emotionally healthy, then we get to model this to our family and we get to help them walk properly through the steps so that they can learn how to be emotionally healthy and resilient too. And that's so important. So I have a few tips, a few things that I have done through the years that have genuinely helped me to actually do the process of building emotional resilience, you know, kind of like if you were to go to that same gym we just talked about and the trainer there says, well, start with the one pound weight. And then, you know, when that feels easy, move up to the two pound or the five pound or whatever, you know, we have to actually do the work when we're having these emotional challenges, these life circumstances that can completely overwhelm us. I could easily write an entire book on this, but we don't have time for that today, do we? (laughs) So I will only give you a few tips. And then if you want more um, and you want to talk more deeply about this, gosh, please come join the Facebook group. I would just love to have you in there and we can talk about this all you want in the days to come. So hop in there if you haven't already. The link is in the description. So the first 
the first foremost tip that I want to say, and it might sound cliche, but it isn't. And it is so important is that when we get overwhelmed, when we are just like, Lord, what is going on? I don't think we can handle one more diagnosis or one more car repair or, you know, one more uh, whatever. Prayer is the most powerful tool that we have. It is so important. We It can help us to put on the armor of God. It can help us to actually remember the teachings that God has given to us in the Bible. And it will it will help us to, to find that focus and that peace to remember how to best cope with these really rough patches that life throws at us. And so taking time every day, and I know that's hard, especially when you have a little one or a disabled kiddo or a kiddo with behavior challenges. I know it's hard. I had years where I could barely find 30 seconds alone in the bathroom. And then that might be your best 30 seconds if that's all you have to, to sit and pray and think and just seek guidance from God. He will talk to you throughout the entire day. So don't you worry. You don't have to sit in silence alone in a room to pray. You can pray on the go. You can pray in your mind. You can pray out loud. You can pray in song, however you feel. If you want to sit and journal, type a note to a friend and say, here's what I'm praying for. Would you please pray with me? You know, whatever works for you organically in your day, just find a way to seek guidance from God by prayer. Do you love what you're hearing? Don't miss out on more empowering insights and support for Christian homeschooling families with special needs children just like yours. Follow our podcast to stay updated with our latest episodes, amazing guests, and hacks to reduce the overwhelm in your life. Every week, we dive deep into topics that matter most to you. Plus, we joyously invite you to join our Facebook group. Come hang out with a vibrant community of parents just like you. There, you'll find valuable resources, engaging discussions, and a network of fellow homeschoolers. Let's navigate this homeschooling journey together and create a nurturing environment that reduces overwhelm and fosters growth for both you, your spouse, and your children. So hit that follow button, then grab the link in the show notes and join us in the Facebook group today. It's so simple. Support and refreshment are just two clicks away. Your family's well-being is our priority. I can't wait to see you inside. It will help you stay grounded in those difficult moments, I promise. And it will help you remember that he is with you. He has not left you, no matter how difficult of a season it feels like it is. All right, another tip, creative outlets. And I don't have very many for you. I've only got five today because I wanted to keep this short. I'm going to work to keep all the episodes much, much shorter. So creative outlets would be number two. Something like journaling or doodling. It can be so simple, no expectations, no perfectionism, but this can be a really great way to express your thoughts, to express your feelings and to not feel judged, to not feel embarrassed, to not feel like anybody else, but God is there with you. If you don't want to share it personally, I like to do the doodling and the journaling together. I've done a couple of episodes actually with a wonderful guest. Her name is McCove Johnson. So if you go search back into the episodes and you can even type in her home and heart and then McCove Johnson, if you want to, you will find some episodes with her. She teaches doodling intentionally as a way to spend time with Jesus, to hear him clearly and to process emotions. And she teaches it from a place of it being a way to combat perfectionism as well. And it's beautiful. 
So look and see what is your creative outlet? Do you like to knit? Do you like to simply walk in nature? You know, what is it that you enjoy that can give you a little breather? And again, doesn't have to be something that takes long. It can be something you you just squeeze into those little cracks in the day. If your kids are young enough, you can do it during rest time or if they're older, they might be able to self-entertain and you know, if nothing else, you can do it before they wake or for me, I'm not a morning person, so in the evening after the kids go to bed. Okay, third thing, and this is very important, and unfortunately, for so long, there's been a stigma against this, but I think that's ending. I think I see a lot of progress towards the acceptance of this idea, and so I need to share it with you. When you are facing particularly stressful times, and you are really struggling with the emotional processing aspect of building this emotional resilience, seek a counselor. Go get some professional help. It is nothing to be embarrassed about. I had someone say to me years ago, well, you know, the kidney can get sick and no one's embarrassed about that. Well, if our thought processes or something's going on in our brain and it's having trouble, why are we so embarrassed of that? The brain is still an organ. And I thought, my goodness, I loved that, you know. So I just passed that to you. You know, go find a mental health professional, somebody who can really give you some more insights and strategies into your, your own emotional processing. Christian counselors can give absolutely wonderful strategies and techniques for this. And not only that, having a listening ear, that's like medicine all of its own. There's also a really good book out there. I hope I remember to put a link into the description for this. And if not, just go type it in. (laughs) But Boundaries for Your Soul. And that really gives some amazing ways of understanding our insides and our internal workings with emotions. And um, so that may, you may very much enjoy that. Okay, so. The fourth tip is to apologize. When we are going through these intense times, these overwhelming times, it is so easy to just lose sight of our own self-control and of who we really are inside and our, you know, the um, intention in our hearts. You know, we want to be a good mother. We want to be a good wife. We want to be patient and kind and all, you know, loving and, (laughs) but sometimes it just doesn't happen. We mess up. And so that's okay. We are able to go through a very biblical, you know, reconciliation process. And that just starts with apologizing. Recognize what you did wrong, why it was wrong, what will you do next time? And then ask for forgiveness. And I guarantee you, with enough practice, your family will get used to this. And not only will they forgive you, but It will help to create a more positive atmosphere in the house and it will be filled with love and trust and safety because you are willing to model that you are not perfect and that you will ask for their forgiveness when you realize you've messed up and then you accept their apology as well and give them forgiveness in turn. And um, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. You will be closer than ever because of it. Okay, here's the last thing before we wrap up. And this can be hard, but prioritizing. Even when things are crazy hectic, one of the best things we can do besides prayer while we are praying, say, Lord, help me prioritize. How can I prioritize? And one of the top things that must be at the top of the list is taking care of yourself. That's the the first thing to go for me, typically, in my history. That has been the first thing to go. Oh no, it's not about me. It's about the kids. It's about, you know, the house. It's about my husband. It's about honoring God. And in, in, in honoring God, I actually will dishonor him because I will then put myself in a place where I no longer even feel connected to him. That's not what he wants for me. He says that his yoke is light, 
right? So remember, try to take care of yourself, even in that hustle and bustle of the day and the chaos. It's important to remember that your health and your relationships are where the truly valuable rewards lie. That is where it is the most important to focus. And through prayer, God will give you clarity on that. He truly will. So take some time out. Okay, here are a couple ideas real quick. No matter how hectic it is, you can always pause and close your eyes and take a few deep breaths, just even breaths. You can do box breathing if you want to, but it doesn't even have to be that hard. If you look into a lot of the neurology on this and um, like there's something called heart math, you can look up some lot of videos online, but just a simple breath in deeply and out deeply and do that an even amount of breathing in and breathing out. And you don't even have to do it for that long. And you will actually change your physiology. You will change the way your brain is functioning. You'll change and you will calm your heart rate. It's wonderful. It's a blessing. And you can do that anywhere you are. Go for a walk, a short walk. You can even take the kids. You can push them in the stroller. You know, you can walk around your house. You could sit on your porch if you need to. That is another way to prioritize yourself. If you have the luxury of reading a book and you like to, go read a book or pop in earbuds and listen to a podcast. Even if it's in snippets, <laughs> something that makes you feel calm. For me, I'm not a huge napper because I can typically end up with a headache from a nap. But what I can say is that for me, I have found when I really feel edgy and overwhelmed and upset and I just cannot seem to get control of the emotional processing that I need to do or feel resilient, a 10 minute just relaxing with my eyes closed, kind of like a nap, almost fall asleep, can really shift the rest of my day. So this doesn't have to be anything extravagant. It's just to give yourself an opportunity to reset, recharge your batteries, that way you can get back into the swing of things again. And then keeping in focus that the most important thing is the relationships. That is our most important part of stewardship as a mother and a wife, no matter how high the stress and the chaos is, no matter how much it's swirling around us, keeping in focus that our most important job is the relationships, because that is how we then are able to show Jesus, to teach about Jesus, to live from his teachings, and to truly have an abundant life. And so when we choose love above everything else, we are being obedient. And this is shepherding our family and our own life in a way that honors God, honors our family, and honors our inward peace and contentment. So no matter what, aim for love. If you can't do anything else, just aim for love. Even if you just sit there and you lay flat on the floor. Because a mom and I, one of my sweet friends, long time ago had this conversation. When we are just totally overwhelmed, one of the things that we were both surprised to find out was we both just like to lay down on the floor, literally on the back, looking up at the ceiling because there's something about being on the floor. It just like removes all the weight of responsibility. Like no adults lay on the floor, only kids do. So you can kind of feel like a kid laying on the floor. If all you can do is lay on the floor and be loving towards your family, do that for a few minutes. It's okay. <laughs> As moms, we can find ourselves pulled in so many different directions all at one time. And it can just be utterly overwhelming. Life can be so chaotic that we can feel like we just want to curl in a ball and hide. And I know that feeling all too well. And so when we are willing to take these steps and build the emotional resilience 
through simple techniques by validating our feelings, making friends with the feelings, even the ones we don't like so much, and taking control of them so that we can lead our feelings with love as we surrender them to Jesus. It will help us so much. So I'm going to wrap up now, but just to review really quick these tools that can help you when you're completely overwhelmed and, you know, you just cannot have any control over anything really that's going on around you. Prayer, number one, creative outlets like doodling and journaling, something quick, doesn't have to be hard, no perfectionism involved, so powerful. Seeking professional help is amazing. If you really need it, if it's not something that's talking to your husband or a friend or prayer can really help you feel better and overcome, go find somebody who's trained to do it. And then taking care of yourself and being willing to apologize. Those are other very, very powerful, powerful techniques to help us learn resilience and to be able to walk through these very hard times and know that we are going to reap absolutely priceless rewards because we were faithful to live and love the way that Jesus asked us. So much, much love to you this week, Mama. (laughs) I appreciate you spending this time with me, and I really look forward to being back here again with you soon. And I hope the rest of your week is blessed. Thanks for listening and spending time with us today. If you know anyone who could benefit from my mom's podcast, please share it and leave a review so others can find us too. See you next time. As you know, we strive to provide our children with a rich feast of subjects in their education. One essential aspect of that is ensuring they receive a strong foundation in math. I am so thrilled to introduce you to our sponsor, CTC Math. This online math program has been a game changer for my family, especially for my child with dyslexia. CTC Math offers engaging, comprehensive math lessons that go from kindergarten all the way through high school. The program is designed to build a solid understanding of mathematical concepts while still fostering a love for learning. With their interactive and easy to follow video tutorials, my children have gained a lot of confidence in their math skills and they've had a lot of fun. The lessons have been clear, concise, and they really cater to different learning styles, which has been perfect for my children who have had special learning needs. What sets CTC Math apart as well is their commitment to providing exceptional support. Whenever we've had questions or we've needed assistance, their team was there to help. So if you are a homeschool family who's looking to supplement your child's education or want a full, wonderful, love of learning type of math program, I highly recommend CTC Math. It's a reliable and affordable program that really will help your child excel. To learn more and to get started with a free trial, visit ctcmath.com, ctcmath.com. And don't forget to mention that you've heard about them on our podcast.